If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott. Shut down the practice facility last Saturday and Sunday. And with the help of medical advisors, we looked at uh, all our procedures. Um, and the guys came back to practice on Monday. We tested every day, uh, twice a day with the uh, antigen test, which is the rapid test and also the PCR test. And we, uh, we went through the week. We had a few positives earlier in the week. And then from Tuesday on, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we'd had zero positives until today, where we, a member of our uh, travel squad tested positive. So after consulting with medical officials, uh, after that result, and discussing our current situation with our obvious outbreak with our football program, and the amount of bodies that were now available after the tracing, and, and this young man, it was uh, determined that we no longer could go forward and play our football game at UCLA. Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. On this episode, Utah cancels their game against UCLA and look ahead to the Trojans of USC. We just listened to the press conference by Mark Harlan right after the Utah-UCLA game was canceled. I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan. What's up, you nation? And Scott? If it is a good evening. Good golly, two two games now canceled. I I know it's for this it's for the safety of the players. That's the number one important thing is that players are safe. But man, everyone's playing in the country but Utah. It, they better play USC this week. It definitely wasn't as painful as the week before cuz we kind of thought this might happen again, but you're right Cam. It, it was just brutal. I thought here we go. Positive Positive communication from Harlan all through the week. Things were looking good. And then all of a sudden, Friday afternoon, just like a week earlier, pulled the carpet right out from under us. Speak for yourself. I'll tell you, that just put me further into the grave. (laughs) I'm I'm now going to have PTSD for Friday afternoons. I, I I think that's been the worst part is when the game's been canceled, they've been Friday afternoons. Um, I know I tweeted on Friday morning that it's it's Friday, we're one day closer to the game, and everyone started jumping on me. Don't jinx it! Don't jinx it! Uh, but man, 
two weeks in a row. A hoping for 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 better news this week. Uh, we're recording this on Monday night, and you know what we're hearing over the weekend. Things are looking up, um, but but we'll see. Yeah. Everything's still pretty fluid right now. Sounds like some of those players are coming out of quarantine, and and it sounds like some of those players are players that we hope will play. Obviously, we don't know names, and we don't know who's been out with the sickness or who's been in quarantine. But from some of the quotes I've I've seen, it it almost it, it seems like uh, there there's some of them are starters, and we, and we need them to compete. Well, we know Nick Ford has been in quarantine. <laughs> with 20 he's got 20 uh, negative tests under his belt but that's not good enough for la county i wonder how much winningham and staff when they saw that tweet how how much they enjoyed <laughs> letting that one out uh, i'm not gonna fault the kid it's his it's his life uh but you're right right i mean we don't really know what is going on uh th- those comments we heard from harlan is that you know testing was was going well and then the day they were supposed to leave one individual tested positive and because of that individual and contact tracing it put them below the minimum uh to play the game against uh, against UCLA but that's all we know they they are not telling us position groups players uh, i know there's been staff members they've mentioned uh it, it, that's been pretty much silence uh, on on the Utah side and you know, let's kind of kick that that question off over to you guys. I know we got an email this week uh, by our, our listener JB. Appreciate you um, emailing in, asking some questions, kind of going through the leadership um, of, of this Utah program with this COVID. And he didn't ask this question uh, particularly, uh, but one I have for you guys is: Do you think that's Utah's handling this the right way? Meaning, I, I'm not blaming Whittingham and staff for the positive tests. But the kind of the silence, kind of waiting until last minute to cancel things, do you think that's the best way to be handling it? I don't know that they have much of a choice because I think they're trying to play and they're, they're have, they have to wait till the last minute to see what the test results are in order to see if they can play. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Kyle Winningham. The guy doesn't like to let you know who his starting quarterback is. He's not going to let you know who who tested positive. So um, not much of a shocker. I, I'm not sure if that's Kyle's decision or if that's more of a uh, Mark Harlan. I would assume that's coming from uh, from Mark Harlan since this is, you know, um, kind of an athletic issue in every sport. Obviously, we're focused on football right now, but I, I would assume that's coming from Harlan and that's a decision he he's decided to go with. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it, um, because, because I think obviously these players deserve some privacy and uh, I don't think they need to put everything out there. Um, especially if, if it's uh, not going to do any good by having it out there on a Wednesday afternoon. So, you know, I, I, I don't know what other way you're really going to do it. Um, no, and really what come what good comes of saying Nick Ford has COVID Britain Covey has COVID. I mean, there's, What's the point of that? Well, no, I mean, I, I, in, in all honesty, it goes back to the, how secretive things are. Ky, Kyle's not telling you it's the secondary that's been hit hard because he doesn't want opposing coaches to know, okay, 
they these guys haven't been practicing in the secondary. We're going to attack it. You know, he's just going to he just keeps everything below belt. Nobody needs to know it outside of uh, outside of the program. And I don't think I don't think that's ever going to change. And Scott, I kind of echo that point and then also call out there's idiots on social media. And I know I've, I've, I've been trying to get you off social media for a while now. But... I hate you. I hate you. But if a player tests positive and the game's canceled, you know, there's going to be some Yahoo that tweets something at him or a family member of, of his. Oh yeah. So that's what I say. I don't think anything good can come out of it. Um, well, you don't want to start the blame game. Like, Oh, this is all Nick Ford's fault or what, whatever the case is. It, Cause you know, people, people out there don't, they care more about Utah playing a football game than in anybody's health. No, exactly. And that's why I don't think anything good will come out of it. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with both you guys. And, and the, to further agree to your point, this is an athletic issue, right? I mean, we Harlan also stated that the basketball team tested positive and the basketball team, uh, men's basketball team, has been shut down. Um, I, I, although I, I think you're going to have a very different reaction if if a Utah basketball game gets canceled, you may get people cheering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that being said, though, I know uh, uh, JB's also asked um, if Utah has mismanaged the COVID situation. Uh, it, to me, I think that's hard to to really pinpoint on the U. Um, obviously, they're keeping a lot of things close to their vest. Um, as far as as what they're doing for protocols, um, but Harlan did state that working with the Utah County Health Department, that they do not believe that this is uh, an infection running amok. I guess the best way to put it within the program or or within the institution at the U. It's running amok in the state. Exactly, and that's kind of where they're through their contact tracing. That's where they're kind of figuring that it, these students are getting infected away from campus. You know, we, we, in Utah, right, we have a huge spike going on right now and they're saying, what, ages 18 to 25 or 15 to 25, something like that, mm-hmm. um, are, are the biggest increases right now. And I, I just think that falls in line with, with the student body um, that's up at the U. So if that's the case, how is Utah the only team in the state that hasn't played a game? So we I've actually we've gotten some questions about that from other people um on on Twitter. This is my my philosophy. So Utah states and Logan uh obviously cases are, are going everywhere across the state. It's mainly focused between the counties of, of Salt Lake and Utah County, right? Utah is testing every single day. Harley even said they're doing two tests every day, the two different types of tests. Team Down South is testing three times a week, if that. And then throwing the results in the trash. Well, clearly they don't have a conference that's holding them accountable for anything. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest difference is that the Team Down South doesn't have to answer to anybody with us for their testing. The the few benefits of independence, fellas. But you know, in in all seriousness, I, I if if Utah goes a third straight week and the third straight game gets canceled, I'm gonna start having a few more questions because 
Um, if if this game, I, I get obviously the first one arises. There's not much you can do in having to quarantine, and and the tracing of so many players puts so many people in quarantine uh, for that UCLA game. I get that, but if we go a third straight week and and have another cancellation. Then I mean I think there's I think there's gonna be a red flag if this game does not get played on Saturday uh, about really how things are being handled, how disciplined maybe players are being. I hope it doesn't come to that, and and I don't think it will. It sounds like things are definitely headed in the right direction, and and I think uh, you know these players are are ready to play. They're ready to get out on the field, and they're doing the things necessary to do so. Um, so if if this continues, yeah, I I would get to, I would have a few more questions and uh, um, about the situation and maybe how it's being handled. But I think assu- assuming we play Saturday, um, and and we're able to play after Saturday and and stay continuous throughout the remainder of the season, you know, then it is what it is. We're just gonna have to make the best of it. Um, I just I just hope we just don't go back into we don't have another break where uh, we, we lose another game or two in the future. All righty, so we got to take a quick timeout for a special promotion by MyBookie. Now, late fall, college ball, the NBA bubble, and UFC Fight Island, it's clear 2020 has been a year unlike any other, which is why you need a sportsbook with offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boost, Lightning deals and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today, find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games that you normally have to drive all the way out to Wendover to get. And what the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up with MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code OVERTIME to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, and they'll match you another $100 in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Well, I think the other thing to be concerned about is if Utah's able to kind of get games going, uh, especially this week against USC, what the other teams in the Pac-12, what happens to them? Uh, because we're starting to see numbers kind of surge in in their areas, um, and so ASU you know, ASU's getting hit pretty hard right now. Obviously, we know USC opened the season at ASU, or no, not at the ASU, but against ASU. And if that uh, if there was any contamination or spread during that game, you're going to start seeing that during from USC players. Come probably this week. Probably, I would assume Friday afternoon <laughs> is probably when it'll start rearing its ugly head. So we'll go three straight weeks, but this week it won't be our fault. It'll be USC's fault. <laughs> but but if that is the case, then I guess we have a quick turnaround, and we're facing Colorado come Saturday or possibly Sunday. 
Yes, there, True. there is talk that the league has looked at, because the Colorado ASU game is canceled, that USC and Colorado play uh, this week um, if cases don't get under control uh, with Utah. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, the, you know, this fan base is, is, is frustrated and, and it's been just disappointing having these first two games get canceled. And, you know, everybody's just so anxious to see these guys take the field and really kind of see what we have. There's been so many questions and we've been waiting so long to get some answers here. Um, Cam, you mentioned earlier, this is week 12 of the college football season and Utah still has not played a game, which is just, it's just, it's just, it's just been hard as, as a fan to continually watch college football week after week and don't get to see the youths take the field. But, but I think uh, the thing for me that's been disappointing is, you know, over these last two weeks, had we been able to play um, game one against Arizona game two last week against UCLA, we would, we would know so much about this team by now. We would know how this young secondary looks. We would know who the starter is. We probably know who that is, but we would know, how he looks. And a lot of these questions that have just been hanging over the fan base's head for um, almost a year now, we would have some answers to. And so that's, that's the thing that's just disappointing. It's just everything just keeps getting delayed and delayed. And these questions just, just continue on without really knowing where we're at as a program. Here's another conspiracy theory to throw out there. <laughs> this is all orchestrated by Whittingham because he doesn't want to expose how awful the defense is. Oh, this year. <laughs> I'll tell you, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think we're going to be able to put some points up on the board against uh, USC. Uh, their defense does not look to be anything special. Um, the question is, they're going to be able. I mean, they're going to be able to put up points on our defense as well. Only if they concentrate for a series or two. But I'll tell you, it'll be interesting to see kind of uh, what how the how the game flow goes. Is this just going to be an offensive fest, or um, I'm just so anxious to really see see this team and see kind of where our strengths are, where our weaknesses are, and if what we think is the case is indeed reality. I'll tell you what, though, if uh... If the offensive line can create some holes for Wilmore and Brumfield, they're going to run all over these guys because yeah. their rush defense is awful. Well, and 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 their pass defense. I mean, you. I'll tell you, we need to pick on number eight Steele for USC all day long. He was awful against ASU. He was he was awful against Arizona. Um, PIs getting beat. I mean, that defense does not look does not look intimidating. At all, I think he had like back-to-back penalties because uh, Arizona just kept going right after him. Yeah, I, I, you know, and obviously Ludwig, he knows what he's doing. They're gonna, they're gonna know where those weaknesses are, and they're gonna attack. And and with a young quarterback, can we take advantage of that and and uh, really put some points up on the board to protect that defense that uh, we're gonna put out there? So, yeah, I'm really, I'm really anxious to kind of see how this plays out late. You know, USC never plays quite as well away from uh, away from the Coliseum. The fact that it's going to be somewhat cold as of uh, as of right now, the weather on on Saturday, high of forty one, low of twenty five. Game time eight thirty. I, I suspect you're probably going to be probably low thirties to um, maybe high high twenties at that point. 
So it's not it's not going to be the the bitter, bitter, bitter cold that maybe we all were hopeful for. There is going to be some positive though for, in some regard, of not having played a game yet. And obviously, Ludwig has has two games now to look at film on USC and how to exploit some of their weaknesses, and they haven't been able really to watch us play. So it's they're kind of coming in blind. Yeah, no, I, I think that's. I mean, I agree with that. I I'm just not sure. I think I'd rather have two games under my belt, um, and have my opponent having not played than vice versa. Me personally, because I mean, Kyle Whittingham says says it every year. The, the most the most progress any team shows is between week one and week two. Well, we haven't had that opportunity, and USC's had that, so. Um, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing like game reps. You can't replicate them in practice. Um, and, and I think that's, what's, that's, what's going to be hard to determine really where this team's at until the real bullets start flying. And unfortunately you don't have a, a warm up game. You got, you got USC right out of the gate. So it's, it'll be important to get off to a, to a, to at least a decent start for this team. And, uh, Yogi Roth, I saw he tweeted out that, uh, Utah's going to be fresh. That's the advantage Utah has is we're going to be fresh. And they're going to be Are you kidding me? <laughs> and they're going to be amped for not playing yet though. They're going to fresh. If that's all we got going for us is being fresh, I'm not too that that doesn't bode well. Alrighty, so not everything has been terrible news for the Utes. Uh we got to take a quick break and we come back. Utah picks up a big-time recruit, and we'll talk about it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Utah picks up a big commitment over the past week. Ethan Calvert, a linebacker out of California. This is a big-time recruit. He's a four-star kid uh, nationally. Uh, a lot of a lot of different ranking system has him as the third or fourth. A linebacker in the entire country. This is big. And for Utah, and especially fans, they need this good news right now with everything, you know, looking pretty, pretty dark. Uh, this recruiting class is, is really starting to take shape and adding a kid like Ethan Calvert, who had scholarships pretty much anywhere he wanted. This is a big pickup. Oh, it's it's a monumental pickup. I mean, he's a highly recruit, recruited kid, you know, battling between USC, UCLA, and 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 us, and ultimately to pull him away. Um, a little, maybe a little surprising, just because of of the type of caliber schools that were going after him. But I'll tell you what, uh, Colton Swan, uh, since since being hired by by Kyle as the linebackers coach, he is. He is, he's kind of an ace in the recruiting game. I mean, how long has it been where Utah has been recruiting quality linebackers out of high school? I, I can't remember, to be honest with you. Uh, straight out well, of high I mean, school? For, for years. I mean, even, even McBride uh, through Urban and into Kyle, 
you know, we've we've recruited a lot of JC. We had a lot of JC um, linebackers that have that have come. Or transfers. Obviously a number of transfers yeah. that have come in, come into the program, and and we've had good good athletes and and uh, and and good uh, good players who have, have made it to the league, but we just have not been able to recruit. It's by far recruiting recruiting wise has been the weakest position on that defense. And a lot of the times it's almost like they're taking players and moving them from different positions to right. fill those linebacker spots. Right. Very much so. I mean, you've got guys, I mean, you, you, you look at a, at a, at a chase Hansen from safety to linebacker, but I mean, Utah's just not been able to recruit the position all that well and all that effectively, especially at a high level, like they've done in the defensive line and in the secondary, but, but this year's kind of been a turn of events. I mean, we've really, have such a strong recruiting class coming in from the linebacker position with potentially another one or two that could be big time recruits, some mission kids um, that could, uh, could be joining the program still in this class. So, uh, you know, Colton Swan, I, I, it's been really impressive to see what he's been able to do and the type of, the type of, of, athlete he's bringing in and uh, and and it's not again it's not just projections it's not just bringing in a uh, a really athletic guy that could learn the position no ethan has been recruited as a linebacker you know he's been producing it at high school at a high level at that that same position so you know big step for the program and it's just i mean the defense in the future i mean you you look across the board at what we're bringing in the current roster this defense is going to be really good for a long time. And Scott, you mentioned uh, Colton Swan, what he's doing recruiting-wise. Uh, they also have a commitment from a linebacker, Mason Tafuga, uh, who is uh, ranked in some aspects twelfth, the twelfth best linebacker in the country. Uh, you know, both Mason and Ethan had offers to Oregon, and I think that's big because Utah has not gone well against Oregon uh, the last couple of years in recruiting. So being able to to do that and and pull guys that had a scholarship to every single Pac-12 team and the every single Pac-12 team in the conference, I, I think does pay dividends to what Kyle and staff are doing and the trend that we see year after year with the recruiting um, getting better. Yeah, and you know we'll we'll obviously as we've done uh, every other year as uh, signing class approaches and signing day approaches, and we get uh, some signatures and make these things official. We'll kind of go in a little bit greater detail on on this class. But I'm telling you, this class uh, last year was the best class that Utah signed, and this year this year could even top it. So they're heading in the right direction. They've got a lot of momentum on the recruiting trail right now, even with all that's gone on with COVID and, and you know, these high school kids not being able to visit campuses and whatnot. So really impressive. It's, it really bodes well for the future, and, and I think that's a big reason why Kyle Whittingham got that extension is, uh, is for recruiting. He said as much. Um, that brings that shows stability to the program. These kids know, hey, if I commit to Utah, um, I'll get to play for Kyle versus uh, you know maybe him leaving early on in their careers and retiring. So I think that's that's huge for for where we're at currently. Well, and I think also the biggest thing is the is the talent that's being developed. Right, Pick Six Previews has Utah ranked two years in a row now at developing talent, and when Utah has draft picks after you know year after year. 
Uh, that's what guys look at. That's what high school kids are looking at is where can I go from where I am today to where I want to be and an NFL player. And, and Utah's having that track record, and that's what they're using on the recruiting trail, and it, it's working. You know, Kyle always says, trust the process. It, it's working for them. All right, so that's some, some good news we, we just kind of want to talk about really quickly because uh, I know Utah fans, we need that. We need that good news right now with the program. Uh, let's get into our Pac-12 games. Before we do that, take a quick break. We'll be right back at it. Alrighty, looking at our Pac-12 Pick'em games. Uh, last week, we all went 3-1. and one. Uh, There's some games that got canceled, and then uh, UCLA and Cal ended up playing, uh, but we didn't get that pick in uh, before they kicked off. So just going over the games, USC comes away with the win, 34-30 to over Arizona. USC did not look impressive in that, and I think both games this season for them against Arizona State and Arizona, they've been down late. Uh, they really are just a Clay Helton MO right now where some drives they just look so not interested in playing football and not interested in winning, and then the very next drive they kind of flex their muscles and they, they drive down the whole field. USC, it's really up in the air on what USC team you're going to get on any certain hey. drive. I mean, I mean, do you honestly think they're disinterested, or do you think they're just maybe not that good? You can look at it both ways. I think you see a lot of teams uh, that are average teams that can put together good scoring drives on occasion throughout the game. Um, but obviously, we know that USC clearly has has talent. I I just think it's almost it kind of it kind of reminds me a little bit about that rant that urban meyer went on over the weekend where he said that you know they're they're all good players but they don't they either they're selfish and they don't play as a team or um you know they're they're not uh well coached yeah i honestly think it just comes down to coaching the talent usc has all the talent in the world uh to be a lot better than what they show you know and then when they are one of the worst teams in the league at, at rush defense giving up over 200 yards on the ground, they just, they're just, they, like I said, like you just don't know what USC team you're going to get on any given drive. Uh, and I honestly think that comes down to Clay Hilton. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm glad he's there. I hope he's there for a long time because uh, <laughs> they are very up and down with him as a head coach. Colorado beat Stanford 35-32. Uh, that's the game we missed. We all had the trees winning that one. Uh, Colorado, 35 points this week, uh, 48 last week against UCLA. Is this Colorado team for real? They're they're better than um, where I had them pegged. I'll tell you that. I, I'm still not convinced they're you know a team that's really going to be a threat. Um, but yeah, I mean. You, you can't really argue with what they're doing. They they have looked pretty good, and they're putting up points on the board. You know, they, they don't have much of a defense because teams are scoring on them too. Um, but so far through two games, they've been able to score more. So definitely, definitely ahead of uh, where I had them pegged. Uh, the next game, Oregon beats Washington State 43-29. Washington State, I think, showed a lot better 
than what a lot of people anticipated. They they hung with Oregon uh, in that first half. I think their biggest mistake is they got some turnovers but couldn't get a lot of points out of those turnovers. Uh, but Washington State with the new coaching staff, you know, they they could be a team or a program that's kind of on the rise up there in the north. And then the last game we picked, Oregon State against Washington. Washington wins that one 27-21. Uh, There's a lot of controversy in that one with, you know, some replay reviews. Uh, the league had to come out with a statement saying they couldn't, you know, that what was available for replay wasn't, they couldn't overturn. And and it turned out that they didn't really have a lot of cameras at that game. You know, another... I think they've used that excuse before. They need a new one. Just Just another poor look for Larry and company on that. Well, a couple of a couple of cameras got COVID positive tests late, and they had those they had to be pulled. And then on Sunday night, UCLA beats Cal thirty four to ten, uh, kind of on a short notice game uh, with their respective games getting canceled. Uh, this week, first game we're looking at is UCLA at Oregon. Uh, there's not a line on this one yet. Scott, where are you going? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Ducks on this one. I I think there'll be a lot of points scored, but Ducks. I got the Ducks on that one, right? Quack, quack. Next game, Cal's traveling to Oregon State. Cal's a four-point favorite. We've only seen Cal once this season, and they didn't particularly look well against UCLA on Sunday night, but it was a quick turnaround for them preparing as they were going against ASU before it got canceled. so, 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 not to interrupt you, Cam, and yeah. not to take this off off topic, but Cal being in that situation, yes, it was a quick turnaround with not a lot of preparation time for UCLA, but that was their first game. They did not look particularly well. Do you think Utah could potentially be in the same boat? I I, I think so. With the with the inexperience that Utah has, especially on defense, and not knowing who's going to be available because of COVID. I, very, very likely it could be for Utah. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Cal did not look, they did not look good. Um, Oregon State, you know, they're, uh, I've liked them. I've liked them. I liked them preseason, and I I think they're, 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 they're looked better in game number two. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with uh, the Beavers over Cal on that. I'm going to agree with you. I got the Beavs. Right, where are you going? I'm gonna go. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna take Cal. Second game is going off of what Scott said. They make the most progress between games one and two. I'm gonna take a flyer and go with the Bears. I I I think that line by game day will not be in Cal's favor. Next game, Arizona's traveling to Washington. Washington's eleven and a half point favorite over the Wildcats. Scott. Oh my gosh. I kind of want to go with Arizona on this. Washington did not look impressive. They did not look impressive at all. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Bear Down on that. I'll go with the Huskies in that. Ryan, who do you got? Yeah, I'm kind of with Scott. I was I was actually impressed with Arizona against USC uh, more so than I thought I would be, um, and then definitely didn't uh, wasn't overly impressed with what I saw with Washington. So I'm gonna go with the the Wildcats. Next game, Washington State's traveling to Stanford. Washington State's a two and a half point favorite. Scott, who do you got? 
I'm going to go with the Cougs on that. Let's go Washington State. I think uh, Stanford starts 0-3, and I think the hot seat starts getting a little hotter for Mr. Shaw. I definitely agree with you on that one. I, I think Washington State, I think that line is, is a little too low. I think Washington State wins way more than by 2.5, and, and I definitely think Shaw's seat is starting to warm up. Right, who do you got? I'm going to go with Washington State as well. As I said, the Arizona State-Colorado game has been canceled because of the COVID issues with ASU. So the last game we'll pick, and the score I'm is... I'm picking COVID on that one. <laughs> USC's <laughs> traveling to Utah. Right now, USC's a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Utes. It is an 8.30 kickoff in a cold November for Utah. Scott, what's your score? Ah, oh, geez, this is, this is tough. Um... You know, a part of me wants to see these guys come out. They're going to be ready to play. They're going to be. There's going to be a hunger there, but with so many question marks, so much youth, and really, we still don't know if all these starters are even going to be available. With two games under their belt for USC, I think I'm going to go with what I predicted earlier in our preseason podcast. I'm going to go with uh, with USC on this final score. 35-31. Yeah, I definitely think uh, USC is the upper hand going into this game. Uh, so with that, I will think USC gets away with a victory. I have 34-28. to 28. I, I think if Utah has a shot in this, they're going to have to pound the ball. USC defensively is not good at stopping the run, uh, and I honestly think that's Utah's best way to win is if they can just run the rock on them. But... With saying that, though, I still have USC 34-28. Right, who do you got? Yeah, in, the, in our preseason pick, this uh, this was a loss for me for the Utes, unfortunately, and I think I'm going to stick with it just because of the two the two games of experience USC has to, to nothing. So I'm going to go with SC 38-31. Uh, All righty, that will do it on this episode. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? At Drum and Feather. Drum, the letter N, Feather. And Scott? Yeah, Uteman underscore forever. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Utah Man Podcast. You can always go to our home at utahmanpodcast.com. We're available anywhere you listen to a podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. You'll find us there. Hopefully Utah gets a game against USC this week. Everyone stay safe and go Utes. Go Utes. Go Utes will be till I die. Kayai. We're good. Let's cut it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah.